everybody. Thanks for joining us. We've got a couple of guests with us today. We've got um, Alan from Exploding Kittens, and we have Gustav uh, from Demio. Um, I'm going to kick it off. We're just going to play around a golf and just chat, VR, game design, just anything and everything. So um, I guess why stuff. don't we just do it? Whenever you take your putt, you can give yourself a little intro. So I'm Lucas Martel, by the way. I'm <laughs> the creator of Walkabout Mini Golf. But, and uh, from that putt, way better than I am at this game. This is not going to go well. All right. <laughs> I should play left-handed right. to make it. I've played this game too much, so I'll switch over to my left controller to make it a little bit more fair. <laughs> All right. Hi, everyone. I'm uh, Gustav. I work at Resolution Games, and uh, I'm the producer for Demio, our uh, social VR tabletop RPG. I've never heard it pronounced. I always say Demio, so Demio is... I know. I was uh, just, I'm, I made that same here, mistake. Yeah. And I made um, a mistake stuff, now, right? That, that's about what yeah. to expect from me, so uh, well done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So I'm Alan. I'm the uh, co-creator and CEO of Exploding Kittens, which is a, uh, an actual physical game, tabletop uh, card game. And... Uh, I don't know. What else, what else is there to say? We make a whole bunch of games now. We've been around for about seven years, and we've got um, close to a dozen games out now. And uh, here, now let me just embarrass myself here. Hang on. Yeah. There this is go. one of the harder courses. We'll have to... <laughs> no, we always, whenever we have a bad ground, we always blame uh, Henning, because this was one of the courses that he designed, and... He's, he's actually gotten way nicer over the last few courses, but he really likes being mean to people. <laughs> and I'm Don Carson. I'm one of the art directors here at Mighty Coconut. And um, despite the fact that I do play this game, I'm really not very good at it. So, as you can see. Well, at least you ended up on the actual course. I, I'm well, still on the green. Okay. <laughs> hey, I also In think play, we might have chosen the same ball. We did. It's it's the it's the uh, the the, the, the station sparkly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's amazing about oh, ah, very nice shot. Oh, nice shot. What's amazing That's, about that is yeah. what there's like a hundred balls to choose from, and somehow we got the same and one. And we That's, picked uh, those that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is always funny though whenever we release something, how it's sort of like the um, the oh, Sweetopia nice. putter. Yeah. Like almost everyone's been using that lately, so it does feel like it yeah. goes through. Like there's a favorite ball, a favorite club that goes through like little phases <laughs> and everything. So yeah, um, it's really neat. Well. I mean, this is just going to be sort of a casual conversation, but I know one very interviewee question that I always like to know from everybody is just sort of like how you got into this, what you're doing in terms of game design, in terms of tabletop, or just like, yeah, what, how did you guys find your way into this? All right. Yeah, so, uh, uh, I mean, I, okay. I, I studied, um, I, was, I was actually started as a programmer. Um, oh, okay. Way back when, like in the early 2000s, uh, mm -hmm. I was making um, position-based mobile games before it was cool. Uh, what? And then you I said that was like the early 2000s. Introduced. Was that all PC-based stuff then? No, it was mobile. So we used oh, the okay. GPS triangulation system to. Uh, where's the home? Uh, yeah, it's hidden over here. To like find uh, the player positions. By the positions. way, again, that was an insanely good shot. Hang on. Come on, stop. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that was very. Again. So that was very early on. I mean, 
not exactly AR, but kind of the precursor to a lot of the, the AR stuff that was happening, position-based, GPS, sort of like, yeah, kind of, um, um, yeah. That's awesome. That was, that's, uh, and that was such a, like, that was like right when that was just becoming possible because you finally had probably access to all that stuff within the phone. So, which, was there, exactly, what, like was the there anything that you released phones. out of that? Uh, so that was a game called Bot Fighters. It's not around anymore. Uh, I was working okay. on the first visual client for that. Uh, okay. Then uh, uh, I joined uh, Tommy, our CEO over at uh, Resolution. Uh, is it my turn? Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, on one of his first start again? Huh? Oh, stop. Hang on. It might hang on. So very close. Yeah. I'm the worst. Uh, this is awkward. <laughs> I'm standing inside a pillar here, but all right, you know, whatever. But yeah. you can. Try that in the real world. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, how did, so how did you get your start, um, Alon? Oh, uh, let's see. I started out not really knowing what the hell I wanted to do. I started out doing um, special effects for movies. Um, I was working at Industrial Light and Magic. And um, oh. really fell in love with <clears throat> design, character design, 3D worlds, and mm -hmm. um, got a job at Microsoft. They hired me to uh, they hired me as lead game designer on the very first Xbox. Um, oh wow! Twenty-one-year-old me, having no idea what I was doing. They basically <laughs> said, "Here's two hundred million dollars. Please don't mess it up." And uh, <laughs> it was nuts. It was the craziest yeah. job ever. Um, but I really fell in love with design. We, we launched, uh, me and a very large team of incredibly talented people launched the first uh, six games on the Xbox, the launch portfolio. And uh, it, that did really well. Luckily, one of those games was Halo, and that kind of put me, put me on the mm -hmm. map. And um, oh. then I started a series of, of startups after that, just really wanting to do all kinds of immersive storytelling and game design. I, I did um, a bunch of alternate reality games, if you know what those are. Uh, I started mm -hmm. a clothing company that had storytelling built into the shirts. I did uh, another video game company, um, six different startups, and then um, decided to try uh, uh, tabletop games. Um, really, it's just a break from the digital, trying to get people away from screens mm -hmm. for once. And uh, started uh, exploding kittens with uh, my my friend Matt Inman, who does uh, who created and, and draws the oatmeal. So he does all the art. I did all the game design, and, and we launched a little company. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I did. So were so you guys I'm, like old friends, or did you meet through work, or? We met um, through a mutual friend. We'd known each other for about a year, um, just casual acquaintances. I, I, had just I had just resigned from my last job. I was like, I'm done. He was going through a kind of a tough time. And so we ended up, um, a friend invited us both on vacation. And we're both, we're both like, we're going to do nothing. We're not going to talk about work. We're not even going to think about anything complicated. <laughs> yeah. And we were just hanging out. And he's like, hey, I heard you had a little, you know, scribble Sharpie deck of cards that you're excited about. And I was like, yeah, but we're, here we are in Hawaii. We're not going to play cards. Like, let's go jet skiing. Let's go scuba diving. And he's like, no, 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 no. Five minutes. Let's play your game for five minutes. And I was like, all right, fine. Five minutes, and then we're going scuba diving. And so we played for five minutes. And then he's like, this is awesome, let's play again. And we played again and again and again. And two hours later, we're still playing instead of enjoying Hawaii. And at the end of that, he's like, um, let's let's start a company together. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's try it. Okay. And so 
we put our game up on Kickstarter, just trying to raise ten thousand dollars to get started. Raised about nine million instead, and started a company. Oh, wow. That's yeah. wonderful. That was one of the massive, massive like Kickstarter like runaway success stories when that was. Yeah. When you were yeah. just starting to hear about them, you were right at the cusp of that. Yeah, we mm -hmm. it broke every record that Kickstarter had: number of backers, number mm -hmm. amount of money raised, like just everything. It caught us completely off guard. But uh, what a way to start a company, right? Like no investors, yeah. no nobody owns anything yeah. other than us. And uh, yeah. day one, seven hundred thousand orders, like just nuts. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something, yeah. especially about physical games, that I mean, I feel like Kickstarter is still that's one of the areas that Kickstarter does very well. Or just crowdfunding in general, like when there is a physical product that comes along with it, and it's like you're paying for the cre you get. People who are buying it get a sense of like, oh, I want that physical thing. That's right. More so than yeah. digital yeah. stuff. It seems like that's yeah. right. It's like I a new era for right. board games, right? And Kickstarter yeah, is a big yeah. Part it of really that, so. like bef before that. What was most interesting before that? You walk into. Sorry, we're not. Should we? We can. We can sort of. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I was um, kind of. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's kind of nice to just stop and, and chat a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll um, keep. I'll keep the game moving here. Yeah. Well, what was interesting is like before we did any of that. Wow, that was a really nice shot. Uh, before we did any of that, um, you go into Target, and the only games you can buy there are like, you know, Monopoly and Uno. And um, yeah. it, we just got really lucky that right at about that time, they took an interest in, like, what if we expand our game section? What if we actually make party games that people are interested in, new games? Uh, and they took a risk on us. So. We went from Kickstarter to retail very seamlessly. Um, again, just got really lucky. Right place, right time. That seems like so much of what just like, I mean, especially in the games world, so much of it is that. I mean, I, that was even yeah. with you and sort of like Microsoft, like, you know, right place, right time. I mean, obviously right. there's, there's a lot of skill that goes into that and having those, having the right pieces yeah. there is such a big part of it. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like Absolutely the same right. thing where we're at right now with VR is that it's just a very, like, it's folks like Demio and us, and there's a ton of different games, and we're talking with several different folks, but yeah, we're just sort of like, we, we were caught completely by surprise at how much it took off, and several things, especially yeah. like the social thing that a couple of people have talked about was like something that we had never, we... I never had an idea that that was going to oh just missed. Oh. That, that was going to be such a such a critical part of what everyone's wanting the art to be. So yeah. Well, so what yeah, was the inspiration for, for for Walkabout? Like did you try other mini golf games or was it just um you know, I had all, you I had grew up or? loving mini golf when I was a kid and frankly it was kind of a covid yeah. project. We had started playing around with it and there was another game that I had done um nice shot. Wow. There was another shop that, or another um, game that I had made called Laser Mazer, which was sort of like a, this AR-VR hybrid thing. And so originally it started as a phone game, and then once Ooh. the Quest came out, we nice. ported it over, and I just happened to be going to IndieCade and showed it to the Oculus folks there, and it was right after the huh. Quest 1 had just come out. And it happened, to, but it was hmm. very much that, sort of like right place, right time, but it still required work to get there and yeah. to have those things that were just ready, which... Yeah, like it's, well, it's what such I, a magic what I love combination. About this, what what works so well about this game, you know, like we're all remote now, right? And we've been for remote for mm -hmm. two years, and you know, we all I, we've tried for the longest time, like oh, let's all jump on Zoom and we'll you know talk about our day, and and that gets yeah. exhausting so quickly. 
But this, mm -hmm. this environment, exactly what we're doing, right? Just getting to catch up with people while there's this very, very, uh, barely uses any real part of your brain background thing. It's your turn for a moment and then it's not for a long time. Like, for me, this is my favorite way to be social during COVID. And it's, it's, yeah. I love it. I just absolutely adore this thing. There's, yeah, there's something the about for, games, uh, frankly, I think well. it, there's something about games and I think it applies to like all, like, all of our games but there's some aspect of like a shared activity that the activity is sort of what brings you together but yeah it's the hanging out with people that sort of keeps it sort of interesting or engaging or just sort of like like yeah like we are we're trying to make the best mini golf game that we can but i think what people come and keep coming back for is that they want to play with their they want to play with their, their friends and family and and all yeah. that sort of stuff so yeah, yeah that's yeah. right um you know don i don't know that we've actually got the chance to sort of like I don't know that you've been on any of the live streams, so we should have you introduce yourself too, because you're one of the newest members of the team. I am. I'm also the graybeard at the company. Uh, my background <laughs> is actually in theme park design. I worked for Walt Disney Imagineering years ago, and uh, I became a real fan of Walkabout because my fellow designer friends and I stayed together uh, through COVID by playing miniature golf, and every time we played, we just kept saying we got to write to these people and just congratulate them for <laughs> such a well a job well done and a lot of it was because a lot of the design choices that are made here are very similar to a theme park uh, in that we understand that the themed environment is the context for humans to get together and socialize and oh, my wow. my uh, my fan letter turned into a, a job and I'm probably the happiest I've been in ages uh, and I and we're such a small, live sort of ensemble of a team that we uh, everybody touches everything, and every time it leaves your hands and goes into somebody else's hands, it's made better. And and oh, I think that what that's a nice statement. Well, it's that, really that evident is... if you look at the DLCs; they're just getting richer and deeper and. Uh, oh, more coming. Beautiful shot. Yeah. I nice. like a little bow shot. after yeah. that. That was a very, very well played shot. <laughs> but that's um, the best feeling, right? When you're working creatively and you're part of a team, and then you go away for a minute and you come back, and something has happened that's made it much better. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That always amazes me. I have to say this is kind of related okay. to something Don was just saying, but I feel like we're also in a very interesting time right now where VR specifically, but I'd imagine that even the with what you're doing along, this falls into that same boat where it's the smaller studios who are able yeah. to do the most interesting stuff because they're not constrained by the normal sort of like, you know, you're not going to spend $300 million on a, on, That's a, right. on a AAA game for VR yet. I think we'll get there, but it's such an interesting time where it's, it really is the smaller studios that are, that are yeah. kind of doing the most. I know we're at about 16 people right now. It started as a solo project, hmm. but now we're, we're pretty much at full, like we've got the full team pretty much together. I'm just kind of curious how, how large your guys' teams are. Like Resolution is is quite a large yeah. studio, but you're working on a lot of different games, right? Exactly, that's the thing. So our concept is, so we've grown, we're uh, at uh, 140 people now, I think, or something like that. Wow. Oh boy. But we're spread across, I think, 10 different game projects. Uh, so we keep our team small and we try to 
each team should be like a small indie studio. Yeah. So depending on the the uh, where in the development life cycle, a t typical team is between maybe four for an early start, and then up to like twenty in full production. Demi mm -hmm. obviously is larger since uh, we have multiple content teams, and uh, we're working on the PC version. We're working on some uh, like the the PVP mode. There's a lot. Oh, oh, that's just bad luck right there. Yeah, that was. Uh, All right, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, gonna yeah, try the, so, I'm gonna try a different approach. But that's that's a really just interesting way of of, of doing it and breaking it down. It's sort of like being like you've got a large company, you have the resources of a larger company, but there's enough going on that you can sort of like, you can still shuffle people around a little bit. But does it end up being that the that the teams largely stay together from start to finish, or does it is it almost more like a pipeline where it bounces between different departments? No, it's it's each team is like a self-contained unit for the most part. So we have coders, game design, uh, 2D and 3D artists, um, all in one uh, roof. We do have uh, some shared, like a shared team of like animation, sound effects, and stuff uh, mm -hmm. that work across teams. Uh, and we do try to that keep the teams like keep them together. And then nice. you kind of also have the benefit of essentially sort of because you're publishing all of your own stuff as well. So then you probably have a publishing team because that's one of the other big challenges for a lot yeah. of indie studios is just that publishing hurdle is there's a lot to do. Yeah. And ironically, I feel like we have learned a lot about that, but it's largely because we are doing we're almost at the point where we're doing monthly releases now. So we have so many releases and so many times to get through. We're not having to do certification yeah. for every platform every time, but it's still a very like right. going through those steps on a regular basis. But yeah. nice shot. Yeah, that's one of that those big things. Having nice. that, that's such an interesting thing. So, Alon, yes. how um, how big are um, how big is your team? Uh, we're at about a hundred people now. Um, oh. like I said, we've been we've been doing this for about seven years, and mm -hmm. um. You know, it started with uh, with just three of us in a garage, which is kind of like the most mm -hmm. fun way to do a startup. Yes. And now we're, you know, now there's like an HR department, which is a whole new beast that I'm not used to. <laughs> yeah, my wife is our HR department, so. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, we did that for a while. Hey, I, I just noticed something that I got to say. You, you've implemented a feature here that you were very quiet about that I'm so delighted, which is now I can see the ghosts of the lost balls that I've already found. So yes. I can talk to friends oh, about yeah. where they are. So uh, yeah. thrilled that feature is in there. So, yes. so, so And thrilled. Fox Hunt yes. as well. Oh, and I just oh, realized, man. so Gustav, this is the first time you're playing this course too. So you're really, the fact, I think you're actually yeah. in the lead though now. Really? <laughs> oh, no, no, no you're How tied. happen? <laughs> um, do do? Oh man, I so, do not want to go first here. This is All right. confidence All right. check. All right. This is All right. Nope, 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 not like that. <laughs> so I I'd imagine, Alon, that you guys are uh, also working on... Game. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, there's the little audio delay. I was just going to ask, yeah, so Alon, it sounds like you guys are working on several different games sort of simultaneously, but then there's also just supporting, what's the sort of like the makeup of that? 
Oh yeah, that's um yeah, it's been quite an education actually. Um, so we we do work on nice. Oh, <laughs> so choice. close. We do work Almost. on a lot of games at once, um, and our goal is always to release like you know four new tabletop games a year, but most of the people at the company now. Oh, oh nice. wow. Holy crap, that was amazing. I'm pretty glad that I was uh, able to most... do that left-handed. That was risky. Yeah, it was astounding. <laughs> oh, All right, wait. You must first, own this first I got to try that. Uh, that seemed like this the secret, so let me try that. Get up there. Nice. Close. I'll, I'll get, get up, up there. Up, up. No. Stay. Ooh. Stay. Stay. Yep. No. <laughs> um, most of the people are actually on the production end of things now. Like, game design, you know, we have a team of, like, four or five people, but it's producing the game, getting it out of China, figuring out retail relationships... Uh, figuring out packaging, art, like it's mm -hmm. it's actually producing the physical thing that uh, takes up most of our time these days. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I mean, it is almost more like almost in terms of like the makeup, it, it is almost more of a publisher then as opposed to the development studio, so. which is a smaller part of the company. So. Very much, yeah. Yeah. It's such um, a different set of challenges, right? Producing physical games. Oh, like, it's so the different. Price and, of paper, and the other thing. Yeah. Oh, right? The price of paper, by the way, this year is killing us. But, but the other thing that yeah. most people don't realize, uh, which I really miss from my days of working in digital, is... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> is um, when you release a video game, it's, it's, it, you do your best, but you know that anything wrong, you can just patch it later. Uh, physical oh, games, yeah. you miss that yeah. luxury. Anything you put out is mm -hmm. final forever. And uh, it's terrifying. Good. It is just such a rough way to work. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's okay. something that I, n I never really, yeah, never thought of. And I, I guess I haven't even really realized how much we go through and we we add to it, and I mean, this game in particular, nice. I've re released a couple of smaller mobile games, and we've patched them and done some small things, but this is the first game that Oops, has sort of taken on a life after it, and the amount of features that we have added and things that we initially, oh, well, this is this is great because we didn't know how the game was going to do, and it worked fine when it was a small number of players, but that as it grows, yeah. you just need to really add to it. So, yeah, I, I, when yeah. you actually think about how much we're going through and tweaking and adding, <laughs> nice. nice. Well that done. was a nice wow. But so, how many courses did you launch with? Because you have a lot of content in here. We we launched with four courses. Keep going. Oh. Keep going. It's still rolling. <laughs> I'm holding down the, the trigger. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Um, we launched with four courses, and then throughout last year, we basically added the other four. So that was all within like a year of launch. We went from four to eight courses, not including the night modes. And then now we're trying to get to a cadence of like one new DLC course per month. Um, we're not there yet, mm -hmm. but I'm thinking by midway through this year, we'll, we might be kind of starting to get to that spot. So, um, okay. but it's yeah, also it's worth mentioning that, that yeah, Lucas, okay. you hand built the first four. That's so Yes, rad. I mean... <laughs> I did have a, uh, um, yeah, not quite. Uh, um, yeah, the first four, uh, Tad had helped out with Taurus Trap on the first four. But yeah, most of them were kind of assembled um, myself and in Gravity Sketch. And I come from a background. Actually, I wanted to ask you about that, on because I didn't know that, you're, that you had started off in the visual effects world, because that's my background as well. 
I was doing yeah, I was stuff for like, yeah. So I'd done. I started off as a colorist uh, and did like assistant colorist on like Sin City um, was one of the first things, and then um, moved into oh, nice. animation, and that's kind of how Oof. I got. I just kind of wanted to learn animation, so I kind of picked it up on my own. But yeah. When, were you, when would you have been at um, at ILM then? What era? Oh, let's see. What era? Um, it was before they moved. Um, so I wa it was like, hmm, I want to say like 98, 99, somewhere in okay. there. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was like, I was there when they were working on Star Wars Episode One. Uh, I'll tell you about okay. two favorite stories. One is, uh, I was the intern there when, when I first started. And so my job was things that nobody else wanted to work on, like uh, chaining Jar Jar Binks's neck, for example. <laughs> uh, Someone has to do nobody it. Nobody wants to yeah, touch exactly. that. Yeah. Uh, or um, the other fun one was, um, I got to work on Titanic. And so whenever Titanic, that'll help with the year in case I messed up the year. But okay, when yeah. Titanic was going through there. Oh, look at that. Uh, wow. Nice. That wow. was super. Oof. Um, so, you know, they filmed the, the end scene in Titanic, right? Wow, again. Done. All right. Yeah. You're all Big way hitters. too good at this game. Uh, you know, it's it's the the two lead actors in the water, freezing to death. They're, it's it's Arctic water, and you can see their breath and the whole bit. The trick is they filmed it in the Gulf of Mexico, and uh, <laughs> you can't see their breath. That water is warm, and so uh, the intern's job is to hand animate the volumetric breath of every actor every time they exhale. <laughs> That's what I did for an Fantastic. entire summer. Oh wow, it they didn't just sucks. use they didn't just use plates for that. They actually did like full volumetric sims on that. Yeah. Yeah. It wow. was miserable. That that sounds yeah. miserable. Yeah. I, this is where the left handed really, really gets bad. me though. Oh mm -hmm. I can't believe Sorry. you're still yeah. playing left handed. Very impressive. I'm gonna give it a shot. Um right. yeah that's awesome. That yeah that was I mean and that probably would have been that was in that really interesting era as well like that late 90s when visual effects had just sort of taken off but there still weren't a lot of ways of learning yeah. it or getting into it yeah. and sort of like yeah because you yeah. said that you had started off in the, with a programming background so you had the tech background and then just got into it that's right yeah that side yeah of writing literally writing shaders by hand like it was really oh, wow. really rough back then oh wow <laughs> yeah and do you um, miss fun. any of the digital? I mean, do you miss any of the digital stuff now that you're in more of a printed or you know more physical medium, or do you still kind of? Are you glad to be out of that, or is um, that? Uh, I I'm so I have a, a four-year-old at home, and the thing that I'm very excited about is I get to work on stuff that one I can play test with her every night yeah so fun mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and two mm. is um it's just i'm i'm really at a point where i i've built so many products for so many screens i'm very excited mm -hmm. to finally be doing the opposite and just say like look yeah w what if we all sit around a table together and what if we are yeah. the entertainment and uh that's new for me I, I really really enjoy that in a way i didn't expect to yeah that's great you also get to like actually like the physical copy aspect, right? Yes. Which is really cool. Yes. Like That's I've, right. I've been That's doing right. games since early 2000s, but nothing I ever made made it into like, a, because I've been working with mobile games, I've been working with web-based games. I was at King, 
but I never ever got to hold like uh, like a physical copy of a game in my hands. I, I think um, something that Demio does really well is that, and it's a rule that we use in theme parks, and I, we try to use here with Walkabout, is that if you if you begin with fulfilling the expectation of your audience, and in the case of a tabletop game, you've created this wonderful basement uh, that you can mm. start out in. It creates the context, and then you, once the context is created, then you exceed the expectations by all the amazing and wonderful things that happened above and beyond yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. How do you go out, like, Alon, how do you, like, Exploding Kittens? Because that's a game where, like, the actual, the gameplay itself is almost, I don't want to say it's independent. I'm sure that there are links, but it feels like cause so much of that one is sort of like the irreverence of the art style and the sense of humor. But you could almost do a similar game with a totally different sort of aesthetic or art style sure. and it would still do the yeah. same mechanics like how did how did those echo each other when so, you're designing yeah well art art theory like the whole premise uh behind exploding kittens in every game we do is um the game should not be entertaining the game should make the players entertaining and so if you mm. look at the Exploding Kittens cards, each one is very specifically designed to start an interaction between two players. Mm -hmm. And once we had that as our core, then you're right, you could wrap any art around it. Um, Matt's beautiful, funny, irreverent art is, uh, has, has worked really well for us, but um, it the all starts cat. with... Yeah, Taco Cat, right. <laughs> But it, but it all starts um, with game design for us. Um, uh, I, I've worked at a lot of other game companies, and they're like, oh, we need to really solve the theme, and then you know we'll build the rules of the game around the theme. And we are the exact opposite. All we care about mm. is build a tool set for player interaction, and then wrap any theme around it because the theme does not matter. Um, wow. Amazing. So, can you, is there anything that you guys can say about what you're working on next? Is there anything that's been announced or in process or is the next thing very hush hush for you guys uh i can always talk about next stuff there's one of the beautiful things about um nice shot one of the beautiful things about uh my industry oh. is it's it's hard to hard to steal um Oh, because uh, you have the physical uh, yeah you have there's not a whole lot of people doing it and you have the physical barrier that yeah, mm -hmm. it makes it more difficult to time, steal, right? Yeah. So the thing that we're um, that we're working on, right? We actually have a live uh, Kickstarter campaign right now for our new game uh, that we're going to launch later this year called Hand to Hand Wombat. And uh, <laughs> I'm so so happy with this game. <laughs> we uh, it's it's like if you've ever played Among Us, it's like a werewolf or assassin type game, except there's a physical component. So everyone's you know this little. Um, toys you played with as kids where it's a series of donuts a big one a little a smaller 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 and you, you kind of put them on a it's on, on a pole and you just stack them up it's like a little toddler thing right mm -hmm. um, so it's that there's three of those everybody closes their eyes you have to collectively build those things except one of you is trying to sabotage the efforts and you're trying to figure out who that person is it's the world's simplest oh, cool. task, made harder by your eyes being closed and that somebody is trying to screw everybody over constantly. It's so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. So that's our Kickstarter. Right so you said now. the Kickstarter. Really you said fun. the Kickstarter for that is live, basically now. It's, as long as we, as long as we release right this now, soon yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If you release this in time, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, um, we'll let you guys go. Have a have a awesome rest of your weekend. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll uh, yeah. Hopefully, we can do this again sometime. Absolutely, yeah, anytime. Thank forward. you so Thanks, much, guys. Yeah. Thank you so Take care, much. Everybody. This was great fun. Thank you. Let me meet you. Awesome.